Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We are live in Austin for your Sunday night motorsports fix. This is John Massengill sitting in the studio, and we're going to have Jonathan Green calling in here in just a moment, but I'm going to run down what we got on the show tonight because we got a great show. I know we say that a lot, but we do. We got a great show. Uh, tonight, our guest live at 7.30, IndyCar driver Santino Ferrucci is going to join us. He's driving for the Dale Coyne team and uh, we're going to talk to Santino about his career up to now. He's had a fascinating career. A little controversy, a little excitement, all kind of stuff all the way through. And so Santino's going to join us. I think we heard Jonathan Green uh, about to join us. But And we're also going to talk a lot about the F1 testing because I don't know if you got to see it because it was on F1 TV Pro, F1 TV Live uh, for four days last week. That was awesome to be able to watch that. And so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. We're going to talk some IndyCar coming to Coda, and we're going to talk a little bit about the story about Coda and the uh, the, the the major events trust fund controversy that's going on there a little bit. And that's still to be decided. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I think I hear Mr. Jonathan Green, so let's bring him on. Jonathan Green, how's it going, buddy? Good evening, Austin, Texas. <laughs> How is it down in the wilderness of New Zealand? Well, I'm down at the bottom side of the world, and I'm ready to come back to get to the top end of motorsport. Well, I'm ready for you to get back to Austin next week, but I know that uh, being down there for the Toyota Racing Series has been a blast, but you've had a little vacation time after that. I'm glad. It sounds like you're getting refreshed and ready, and ready to talk to uh, Santino with me and talk a little Formula One with me. Yeah, and in fact, it's kind of nice because Santino started out here. He did the Toyota Racing Series, as so many youngsters did, and so It'll be good now that he's sort of gone through the F1 and the IndyCar, uh, you know, uh, period to see to see how, how this series helped him, you know, start off on that adventure. Um, yeah, I like Santino. I know he's had a lot of controversy, um, but he's quick and there's no question about it. Haas were right to pick him. Um, and, I, I, you know, we've had him on the show a bunch of times. He's a good kid, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to him. I mean, this is a new chapter for him, IndyCar. He did a couple of uh, IndyCar races last year, one of them at Detroit, and he did pretty good, actually, because he was in the middle of a GP2 season. So, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, you're right, finished the uh, Toyota Racing Series, and, in fact, our winner was put, picked up by the Red Bull Junior team. I told you that last week. Yep. So that's been a lot of excitement down here because he's a Kiwi. Um, and, yeah, uh, thanks to the good people at Wilderness, um, uh, motor campers. I'm, I've been <laughs> running around the North Island of uh, New Zealand, seeing all the sights and, and learning how to be a Kiwi. You've been driving a, a big RV camper type of thing around the wilderness in New Zealand, right? Yeah, it's a Burleson. Uh, it's a Fiat, 
um, <laughs> which is obviously made in Italy, um, but it's decked out beautifully in German deco, and it's uh, it's called an Alpine, and it's perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. So, <laughs> I, I am enjoying the mental picture of you driving this giant RV around New Zealand. I love that. Well, here's the irony. It's been glorious sunshine all summer long. And then I get, of course, in my, my RV and um, it, it just it, I, I hit a cyclone. So it's been raining for most of the time I'm here. <laughs> so, but hey, what the heck? You know, I'm having fun. Awesome. Well, hey, let's let's talk a little Formula One, man, because I know you've been over there and you probably haven't a chance, had the best Internet over there. But the the testing was put out on F1 TV and at the four days of testing, everybody, you could watch it. I don't know how many hours a day. I watched several hours, but you could watch a bunch of the testing, and it was awesome. And just a little quick update of the way it worked. I, I did a little test myself. I just logged in as a guest user, went in and plugged in a credit card and went through it. And it was, uh, I think it was like 100 bucks a year or 15 bucks a month. We touched on this last week, but, but the process was pretty smooth, not perfect. But it was pretty smooth, and I, I didn't have any anything that blocked me. It was just a little clunky, but it got there. And I think I saw a lot of people saying that online. They got on, and everybody was watching it. So uh, it was pretty cool to be able to watch Formula One testing uh, live, which we haven't been able to do before. But, but hey, let's talk about what happened, man. I, I want to start at the top, and that's Mercedes and Ferrari, because they both look good. They both look fast. And like all the way through the field— there was a you know reliability didn't seem to be much of an issue, but Haas had a little bit, and of course Williams didn't show up for the first couple of days. But the, um, the the testing itself for Ferrari and Mercedes, Mercedes looked good and fast. They never led any laps. I don't think they they never led a day. I mean, they never had any blazing fast laps. But as we all know, F one testing, we're not going to put any stock in any of these lap times now. But they looked pretty good. And, uh, and, and Jonathan, you know, we all know that this is exactly that, that we're not going to expect the best lap times out of testing. No. And as you know, there's a second test starting on Wednesday, I think, uh, or tomorrow, uh, two days again. And I think that will probably give us a better indicator, um, before we go to Australia. But once again, both these tests, I don't think until you hit the ground running at Albert Park, um, I don't think you really can tell much. Um, I have to say one thing. You know, this is the time of year where I make my predictions. And I, 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 I stuck my neck out last year and the year before with Haas, and I was pretty darn close. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I, I'm not so much making a prediction this time, but I'm going to make a, a, um, a prognosis, which is if Ferrari don't kick ass this year, the heads are going to roll. And I'm talking drivers, and it won't be Leclerc. And I'm talking another reshuffle of the management because last year they had the car to beat Mercedes and they failed. Botas didn't have a good season. Hamilton did what Hamilton always does. And Ferrari this year have got to come out of the gate as they did last year in Australia, but they've got to keep it going. And if, if the testing times, as you say, are good and everything's stable, then that's good news for Ferrari. But they had a car to beat the world last year and they didn't do it. So they dropped the ball. Yeah, I think that's a consensus. Everybody's agreeing with you. And by the way, if you're listening and for the voice of Les Kaiser, he's on vacation this week, so he's not going to be joining us. But, uh, but Jonathan, I'll tell you what, the Ferrari looked fast. They looked fast. They did. 
they were up the timetables over the four days, but they looked fast and they looked really, you know, when you see the drivers and you can just tell from their body language and the, and the words they use, they looked confident and fast and Vettel looked, he looked relaxed, which is something you didn't see much of him and really in the last couple of years, but he looked relaxed. They looked confident. And I mean, if, if that's any tell, and Mercedes is on that knife edge that we talked about a little earlier, where they do have a, a little tighter window of 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 uh, of precision, fast racing. Then it could be the year. This could be the year that that Ferrari does it. So I mean, that is going to be great to watch. But let's move down the, the the grid a little bit because I mean, Ferrari and and Mercedes. We knew they're going to be fast, but but Red Bull uh, they came out now powered by Honda, of course. This is going to be interesting to, to watch that part of it. But they came out saying they had the best week of testing they've ever had. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I, I, you know, I've been banging on about Honda coming good eventually, and you know, unfortunately, it wasn't in time for McLaren. Uh, um, but but you know, history will show you that Honda don't do Formula One. The money's too big. The company's too big. Um, you know, only Honda and Toyota could, could throw the kind of money as a manufacturer um, and, and, you know, compared to McLaren and Ferrari, which are small sports car makers, you know, they have a whole fleet of different cars and, uh, you know, corporate uh, image to keep up. So Honda have to come good. Uh, and I hope it's with Red Bull and I hope it's this season because it would be, you know, they've had such a rotten four or five years now in Formula One. And to be honest, looking back at their last, um, you know, Formula One with BAT, with, um, you know, back back in those days, that wasn't great either. And you have to look back to the McLaren Honda glory days back in the 80s, 90s, before you really start seeing Honda achieve something. So I'm hoping that they will get back with Red Bull to those, to those days. They certainly got the skills and they just needed the time. The Japanese have a methodical way of doing things. And it didn't gel with the all British McLaren, and I think it will now that they've learned the lessons from a familiar uh, across the road, if you like, uh, but similar company in uh, Red Bull based down the road in Milton Keynes. And I think they've learned from the lessons that McLaren didn't learn from, and hopefully they've given the Japanese their heads, and they're working and letting them uh, do what they do best, which is produce great engines. All right, well, you talked about your predictions. I think my prediction for the big one for this year is that Red Bull is going to be battling with Ferrari and Mercedes for wins this year. I'm not saying every weekend, every race, but I think that they're going to battle for some. I don't know if that's championship level, but I don't know. And it's way early to say this stuff, but but you know, you got Verstappen who's you just look at the difference in Verstappen from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, how he matured, how he was listening to instructions, and I, I mean, it could all be coming together if Honda's engines can can do what you're saying. Then I think these guys could be fighting for a bunch of wins, and you know, more than just the occasional one or two with the great aero lo- uh, tracks or whatever. So, but hey, Jonathan, let's go and yeah. take, take a break because we need we got a we got a timing here. We got to take a break, and then we're going to talk about the rest of the the midfield: Renault, Haas, McLaren, all the rest. You are listening to Speed City. We're live in Austin, Texas, and we'll be back right after these messages.
As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellers, Austin's original craft brewery. Talk 1370. Hi, I'm JD Beach, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Come on, man. All right, welcome back to the show. This is John Massengale sitting in studio, and I got Jonathan Green live from New Zealand out there. And how about your buddy JD Beach come bringing us back from the from the uh, from the commercial, Jonathan, that, he, it makes me smile when I hear JD Beach. You gotta love that guy. Do you remember when he came on to our live show at, at Coda with Moto America? He was brilliant. Yeah, he was great. He was great. All right, well, so let's continue down the F one grid that I was just talking about because next up, I want to talk about Renault. Uh, this also could be one of the most exciting stories of this year because. Daniel Ricciardo, of course, surprising everybody and moving from Red Bull to Renault. And, uh, you know, Renault, they're a, they're a factory team, a big, huge company. They've got the resources. I don't, it's hard to say what we saw in testing. They looked good. They looked, they didn't have any reliability issues. They looked fast, but they didn't look blazing fast. I know we can't t- say anything yet about lap times, but the thing that strikes me about what, you know, we talked about Ricardo being a really fast and smart, really, race driver, right? But the, the one thing that I heard them talking about, it struck me during practice was, uh, during preseason, was that he gives them a lot of feedback. And there was a lot of discussion about the feedback. And I, here's the question I want to ask you, Jonathan, is that what about all the intel, I would call it? What about all the information that, that he'll bring from a, from a contending team like you know Red Bull, not that far away. Well, I guess four years from four straight championships, but last year obviously still competing uh, at the highest levels. What about the information that he brings from a team like that? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, uh, you know, he, he's been part of a world championship winning team, and you know, there's no question that he brings a wealth of knowledge. But so too. He's got to learn from, I mean, I think that the it's the pairings I want to talk about. Nico Hulkenberg and Ricardo, to me, are two of the strongest pairings in Formula One right now, especially when you look at Mercedes and you look at Ferrari. You, I agree with you. I think that's what we're going to be looking at for wins. But when the times get tough and when the weather changes or there's a choice of working together as a team to get the best strategy, that's two of the most mature heads in Formula One, whereas Hamilton and Bottas different story. They're, they're worlds apart. Uh, and while they're good individually, they're not good as a team, I don't think. Likewise, 
Vettel and, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. But my point with Ricardo is, yes, he brings a wealth of knowledge in Grand Prix wins. Hulkenberg has to raise his game. He's yet to win a Grand Prix. But I think the combination of them could be huge in Formula One because they've got probably more Grand Prix under their belts than, than, than any other pairing. Uh, together, Hulkenberg's been around forever, and so too is Ricardo. So, and, and also, Ricardo's been running with Renault engines all his life, so uh, or all his career, I should say. He was the Renault F3, uh, you know, uh, 3.5 champion, uh, and so you know, he is basically a factory Renault driver. You could look at it that way. So, yeah, I, I, I really do think that it's. I think this is a really, really good pairing, and if Renault are going to cross that finish line and become another powerhouse. Um, as a, as a, and they too. I mean, I was just describing the story of Honda. Well, Renault is just as impressive, if not more so. When they were with Williams back in the 80s, they dominated with Renault engines. So I think that they need to go back. And I don't know if you know the background, but Renault have also, in their corporate background, had a real, um, some bad, bad stories. Their chief executive getting in trouble with fraud cases and so on. So this is a massive year for Renault to step out to keep the controversy aside, they too are a huge motor manufacturer, uh, more so in Europe. You don't know as much in uh, in America about Renault, but their conglomerate worldwide, there's a lot of Renaults here uh, in New Zealand. And I think uh, worldwide, Renault have really got to step up if they're going to be in this, you know, to continue. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's they're going to be one to watch this year. I mean, they, they were great last year and best of the rest, as we said. So, all right, well, the other thing to think about, the other thing to think about, and, and here's something that people should look at, is do you remember Cyril Atabal, uh, who is the French guy? He came on the show. I, I, I talked to him last year. He has been around Renault for the last five or six years. And effectively, if you remember, you remember when Grosjean was at, uh, at Lotus, as it was then. Well, that's what that morphed into. So the team itself was actually quite a small team when Renault took over something like 60, 70 people. Yeah. It's now quadrupled the size of the team. They now are a powerhouse in Formula One. I remember when Andy Stobart was here, their press officer, and he was telling us that they, you know, they've ramped up to now over 400 people. Um, so this is now for the first time, and that's why I think Ricardo's been really smart here, is he's joined Renault when they are now a proper powerhouse rather than the small Lotus team they were four years ago. Yeah, uh, it's going to be fun to watch these guys, Jonathan. That's that's another one of those big stories. But all right, so now next to my favorite to talk about, Hasif one team. You know, last year they came out of the gates in Australia and just blew everybody's mind with how fast they were. And then they were what fourth and fifth? I think they were fifth and sixth when the wheels came off, literally. And then they they really, if you think about it, they had those. They kind of struggled uh, for a while to get those points, but they did and ended up. Uh, a fantastic fifth place finish last year, but this year they, they they looked fast. In fact, they looked pretty pretty darn fast at, at times for the last four or five days there. But but they but they had some problems. They had some fuel pressure issues and they had electrical issues. Uh, but both back to that body language, both Grosjean and Magnussen uh, looked comfortable, looked like they were confident. Um, and it, you know, this, they're one of only two teams. Let's think about this, Jonathan, because only Mercedes has this, the two returning drivers, every single team down the grid has different, a driver lineup, except for Mercedes and Haas F1. 
And we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I think that this institutional knowledge or, or this teamwork or whatever you want to call it, we've got uh, most everybody on the team probably from, from top to bottom has been there for a while now and the drivers is the second year. So there's a lot of that. How much do you think that plays into it in Formula One? I think it's a huge part, especially with this team, um, because um, the you know there was when do you have to remember Grosjean had a bit of a bad patch and everybody was you know talking about him not having the drive next year and then Magnussen you know it toed and froed. But the point was when when interviewed, um, Gunter Steiner said, you know what, uh, when we were starting out, those guys were loyal to us and we're going to be loyal to them. And I think there really is it, it's a rarity in Formula One, but there is a bit of loyalty. And I actually think someone like Grosjean um, may even see this through to his career end because I, I think it's such an exciting prospect. Gene's got the money. Um, they're not in it to make up the names. They are American. Gene is as American as red, white, and blue as you could be. And American like win- America likes winners. And so if America, you know, the days of, of whether Haas are going to be able to make it in Formula One are over. Now they are just outside the top four. And they want in. So they want to be the next Red Bull. They want to be the next Renault. And I think they're tapping on the door. And I think the, uh, the investment will, uh, will ramp up, if not, if, if, uh, as they get more sponsors on. For the first time, Haas has now taken on sponsorship with the high energy drink. And I think that's important. Um, rich energy, I should, should say. Um, but, um, you know, I think it's a different team. And I think because of their... Of their proving ground in the last few years they are probably from a sponsor's point of view uh probably one of the the most um interesting prospects uh com- compared to uh, the other three top teams well i think that i heard will buxton say during the week at some point he said they shocked the establishment last year and he said they may be in for a shock this year because he and others are predicting that the, the entire midfield, that the entire field almost has gotten better and maybe Haas is not going to be up there for the, you know, battling for the best of the rest. But you know what? You said it when you said something a while ago, you talk about Gene Haas being an American and as American. He's a competitor. He knows how to win in NASCAR. He knows how to win in business. I don't think he's going to let that happen. I think he is going to keep them at the top. They have... They've consistently done better than everybody thought they were. They've made better decisions from the decision to wait a year after they announced. From all those decisions, the decision to team up with Ferrari, the decision to hire Gunther Steiner, to go with the drivers they have. They've made really good decisions all the way through this. And I I just think that they're going to continue progressing. I'm not saying they're going to be winning races, and I'm not saying they're winning championships anytime soon. But they're, I think they're going to continue to do as uh, as they've done, and that is impress. But all right, well, we just got a little bit of time left before we go to we got to go to break for our guest Santino Ferrucci. So the the one I definitely want to make sure we talk about is McLaren, because McLaren looked pretty good, Jonathan. They they looked pretty fast. Now who knows? This could have been on on uh, on sticky tires and no fuel, but they put in some decent laps. Uh, you know, with Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz, you know, Lando, we've had him on the show. We've, you, you met Lando, I think, down in Toyota Racing Series also. But what do you think about McLaren this year? 
Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Lando was our champion a couple of years ago as a rookie, uh, very similar to the one that won this year in Liam Lawson. Um, he wasn't actually a rookie because he'd done Formula 3, but uh, he was only 16, and we saw then just how good he was. Um, that said, this is Formula 1. He's 19, um, and Carlos Sainz is coming into the team as a uh, effectively a veteran driver, or at least with a few years under his belt. But he's coming to an all-new team and a team in disarray. My fear for McLaren is that they've literally hit the reset button. They've got effectively two new drivers. They've got none of the culture that went with Alonso, etc. They've got a new team manager. They've effectively got James Kay, who's a designer and uh, uh, you know uh, a brilliant guy. But it, but but it's all hasn't. We haven't seen whether it's going to gel yet. Uh, and this is the year whether where where Zach Brown steps up and works out whether he's he's staying to continue being a, a Formula One manager because this is a, a critical year. That said, not for the drivers as much because no expectations. They were nowhere last year. You only had to listen to Alonso's radio. So there's no expectations from either Carlos Sainz or Lando Norris. And you could argue that Carlos Sainz is effectively leading the team. All right. Well, this is going to be fun to watch, too. And we are now going to take a break because we're going to go to our guest. But we're going to pick up the rest of this Formula One grid after Santino. And we're really excited to have Santino Ferrucci on. And we're going to go to break and uh, and talk to him about his new career in Indy with Delcoin Racing, coming to Austin, all the above. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas, back after these messages. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. It's John Massengill sitting in studio in Austin, Texas, and we got Jonathan Green down in uh, New Zealand in his wilderness camper. I can hear him typing on his keyboard. So, Jonathan, I am so excited for our next guest because you brought him on the show when he was down in New Zealand at the Toyota Racing Series back when he was a kid. I think that now that he's the the vintage age that he is, but I think he was about uh, 15 or 16 years old. But I think we now have Santino on the line as well. Santino Ferrucci, welcome back to Speed City. Hey, guys. How are you? Ah, we're doing great. How are you? Oh, enjoying life. I'm in Chicago with Dale Coyne Racing. Uh, 
we were out here with uh, ACI Dynamics, and we were wrapping all of our pit equipment and racing. We're getting ready for the season opener in St. Petersburg. Awesome. We are so excited about IndyCar this year with Indy coming to Austin. We were out there for the test, saw you running around the track. What did you think about to getting on the on Circuit of the Americas in an IndyCar, buddy? Oh, man, it's really different from being on Circuit of the Americas in a uh, Lamborghini Super Trofeo uh, from a couple years ago. I mean, that track is very well suited for the IndyCars, especially the first uh, first couple corners and through the fast S's. You know, we, we look pretty strong. I mean, we're always inside the top ten, and, uh, you know, I'm really much looking forward to go back to the race. I think we'll put on a spectacular show. Awesome. At least, uh, especially, uh, you know, I've been there a couple of times now for the Formula One and the uh, Grand Prix is amazing. And the fans that come out, you know, I really hope we draw the same kind of crowd. You know, it's nice to have all those people out uh, watching us. Well, I got your buddy, Jonathan Green. He's down in New Zealand, just just fresh off the Toyota Racing Series where you went. Jonathan, what do you got for, for Santino Ferrucci? Hey, buddy. Um, yeah, just, I mean, still down here and we crowned ourselves a new king in uh, Liam Lawson. And of course, Lando Norris has been down here yourself. I just wondered, my first question is, since I'm down here, how important was the Toyota Racing Series to your development when you came down? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, back when I did it in 2015, it was, it was such a great uh, start into Formula 3, especially into Formula 3 Europe. I mean, you you know, it's, there's nothing, there's no racing series that goes on in the winter. I mean, even up here, even back home in the north, I mean, you have you have nothing. I mean, I, I haven't driven a car uh, from Coda from uh, since uh, October, I did my first speedway test. I mean, I was out of a car for almost three months. So having that, that series like that down there in New Zealand is uh, fantastic. Yeah, no question. And what do you think? I mean, I, I'm, I'm so glad we got you on tonight because you, you've done so much racing in Europe now, uh, all the way up to GP2. Um, and now you're back in Indy, which is cool. Uh, you've been in part of an F1 team. But what do you see now as the future of F3 in terms of, you know, uh, it's it's now effectively FIA or GP3 is GP3 has become FIA F3. Do you think now that the I mean, I'm looking back to when you were 15. Do you think there's more choice now for kids? You're you know back when you were coming out of um, F3. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's still tough. I mean a lot of stuff depends on budget, especially when you're going through it about having the right sponsors. But I mean, it, to be honest with you, with GP3 and F3 combining. It makes the line a lot more, you know, defined. You know, you get rid of the uh, other F3 series. You put more people into one category, and you get a more diverse, uh, better grid. You know, you have more com- more competition compiled into one series, and you're going to have more people that, honestly, are probably going to go down to New Zealand to, pre- to prep for that series. Yeah, well, Santino, so. I, I want to jump in and talk about, about, about more about Coda because – you said it a minute, yeah. a, a second ago. You said, I wonder about the crowds. You think the crowds are going to be good. I, from what we're feeling down here on the ground here in Austin, uh, I, I mean, there's a, sections of, of Coda that have already sold out. And really? I, I, I think awesome. that this is going to be big. I don't know if it's going to be F1 big, but I think it's going to be big. And I know that I, the, the segment, the motors, the gearheads here in Austin are totally psyched up for it. So I think it's going to be. I think it's first. Of all, it's going to be awesome because it is a different type style of racing than F one, but it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, it's about time we got America's Premier Series at America's Premier Circuit. I mean, we have F one hyped up Coda so much because it's one of the greatest races. You know, it, it's talked about all year long by all the drivers. The only thing, you know, it's one of the one race that we're looking forward to the most, and it's the one track we're looking forward to come to the most. And it's great that we can get there with IndyCar. And I'll be honest with you, our racing is probably going to be. 
10 times better because the way we can pass. Now, our cars might not be as fast in lap time, and some people will say, yeah, that's, that's the main difference. But, I mean, if you take all the cars, you made F1 cars white, you made the Indy cars white, and you showed spectators just a race, they'd tell you IndyCar was way more entertaining. I mean, F1 probably had a total of 80 passes last year. You're gonna have, you could probably have 80 passes in the first stint of racing. Yeah, in IndyCar. Oh, it's so true. I mean, it is. It's a totally different. It's a different thing. It is a different thing. I think Formula One always has not even comparable. Yeah, and I think Formula One has always been about the pinnacle of technology, and that's great. But we sacrifice, and I think I personally, I'm willing to sacrifice some of the entertainment factor for that because I want that. I want the best of the best of the best in Formula One. I want, you know, $200 million spent on on two drivers and two cars and I want that because it is really cool to see the what the you it know shows t- you the limit. Exactly, shows you the limit. But any car, if you just talking pure entertainment, I mean roughly what 10 seconds, I'm not going to focus on the times, but roughly 10 seconds, but the entertainment value of passing and passing more passing I mean, it, it's it's no it's comparison. Spectacular to watch. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the F1 cars are spectacular to look at. You, I mean, even driving one. I mean, they're as a driver to run open laps in an F1 car, it's unbelievable. It, it's mouth dropping. The car is so fast and so on the limit. It's so amazing to drive for for laps. The Indy car is, for me personally, it's more satisfying because the car is, you know, it's always moving. It's always on the limit. The F1 car is very planted. It's very technologically driven. It's very much you need to have your head in an engineering mode. You're changing the car in car settings like differential, brakes, torque, lap by lap, corner by corner. The Indy car, you're literally just driving it. You're driving it to the limit. You're driving it to the tires limit. You're driving it to your fuel load. And you can adjust uh, maybe your front roll bar depending if you have it in or out. Hmm. But that's it. You're so focused on yourself and trying to extract the maximum out of every single lap. As a driver, I mean, you're so much more satisfied doing that. I mean, and in Europe, running the Pirelli tire, it's a one-lap tire. So you really have to watch and be careful in the race by not, you know, overspending and overspending, and you drive about 80%. In the IndyCar races, one of the reasons why, in my opinion, the racing is so fantastic is you, every driver is driving on the limit at 110% for those two hours. Yeah, there's been some criticism about Formula One just recently about that. It's like, how much of the time are they really spent at the limit? But, well, Santino, I want to talk about you, your career. And and first of all, the one thing we know about Santino Ferrucci is that he is fast. And you proved that coming to Austin. Jumped right in. I mean, there's all these guys that have been racing IndyCar for years. And you were, I know at one point you were at least ninth fastest at maybe higher. I, I, is that about right? I know you were in the top 10 at, at a couple, at the end of a couple of days, right? Yeah. And, uh, day, and day two morning, I mean, we were, we were P4. I mean, the, the only <laughs> difference is that the red flag came out right before I crossed the line. The lap time actually went up on the board, which was really cool, except for the fact that they put it in just my normal lap count and not my best lap. So oh. I was like, well, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that's still testing. So, I mean. Testing That's right. Be testing. There's every everyone. You know, it's just it depends on what everyone else is doing when you're running your tires and uh, stuff like that. But I mean, I think we had a pretty solid car, uh, and I'm I'm more or less looking forward to going back into uh, making those test results uh, even better in our in our qualifying and race there. Well, and and I know, and I'm going to talk a little about your career. You've had you had some controversial moments, to say the least. But you know, there's so many great drivers over the years that have had those moments. 
And Jonathan and I were talking about this. Jonathan, you talked about how we, we've got these guys that are so, you're all kids. I mean, at your age, uh, you guys have so much, at your age, I was a, a complete bonehead. And the maturity guy that you guys have. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the fact that you have now have got this chance with Dale Coyne and IndyCar. In fact, I'm not even sure, Santino. I mean, how much are you going to do with Dale Coyne? Well, right now we have this full year set up and, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I hope to have a couple more and, uh, I really like Dale. I really like the team. It's a very friendly atmosphere, very family oriented. I mean, I, I like the operation a lot. You know, I'd like to see what we can do. I mean, obviously Dale's not known for being uh Penske or Ganassi or Andretti for the most part, but I think with me and Seb behind the wheel, we can really accomplish, uh, something great. I don't doubt it, Santino. That's great. You guys have got the whole year. That's fantastic. And uh, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan had a question for you. Go ahead, Jonathan. Well, yeah. I mean, just following on from that, do you feel like this is, you know, you're almost turning a new chapter for your career. You're still so young. You've been part of Haas. You've done GP2. You've done the full ladder towards Formula One. You've got so much experience. And just like Alexander Rossi, I mean, you come in here with a similar amount of, of, of experience and look what he's done. I mean, is that your benchmark? Yeah, I mean, if you look at Rossi's career, he's, he had three years in GP2, and now three going into his fourth year in IndyCar. I mean, I only had a year of experience in F2, and I'm coming into my first year in IndyCar. I mean, trust me, he's he's my bench right now this year. He's my goal. He's my target. So uh, I want to run with him all year. And um, to be honest with you, I think we can make that happen. <laughs> That's... That's awesome. Hey, I'm not going, that's a little bit, that's taking a big bite out of what I can do, but <laughs> trust me, man, I'm fired up and I'm ready to go. <laughs> go ahead, Jonathan. I took, just go, yeah, just a, a comment on the controversy. Like I said, you know, hey, Michael Schumacher was controversial. Anton Senna was one of the most controversial drivers I've ever seen. So I, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to give you a hard time, but do you feel like it's a new leaf? I mean, are you, are you turning a new chapter or are you going to become the Paul Tracy of, uh, of the new, new Indy? <laughs> I'm definitely not becoming the Paul Tracy new indie. Even though I like Paul Tracy, I actually get along with Seb really well. You know, we're really close friends. And, uh, you know, he's probably one of the best things that's happened to me this year. I mean, he, he's sitting there. He's literally coaching me in, in, in and out, you know, on and off the track all the time. And we come back, he looks at my video and he tells me where I can improve and helps me go through my data. You know, he, he's so helpful to me. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have a teammate like that, you know, especially in Europe. I mean, your biggest competitor is your teammate. Here, it's the complete opposite. You, they're, they're your biggest tool. So uh, I, I plan to capitalize on that with him. And there's no question. I mean, his brain for racing, as yours is, but yours, I, I would argue, is still developing. But what he's achieved in his time um, is second to none. And I think you're right. Um, he's the perfect teammate for you. What was that? I think he's the perfect teammate for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's only, to be honest with you, there's only a couple of teammates in that grid as veteran to rookie that you really want. I think the other really good, two good pairings is Hinchcliffe and Erickson and Dixon and Rosenquist. Yeah. I mean, you're, those are, you know, we have three power teams, you know, for teammate to teammate there, and it's, it's going to make this year really competitive. Let me ask you a question. You just mentioned two drivers there, Rosenquist uh, and um, Ericsson. I I'm guessing you pretty much rub shoulders with both, one in Formula 3, probably coming through Macau, and the other 
um, on the way up and also in Formula One. What do you rate to their chances uh, given their backgrounds? Well, I mean, if you look at what Wickens did, Wickens was impressive. He was astonishing. I mean, it's something IndyCar probably hasn't seen in a lot of years. And Wickens came right from Europe. He's, you know, we're all cut from the same cloth over there. We all went through the same series. Me, Felix, Robert, and Erickson, we all, uh, Marcus, we all went through F3. We all went through GP3. You know, we all went into those higher categories. So we're all coming from the same area. So, I mean, I expect, you know, we're the, we're the European guys. So, I mean, you have three categories of drivers in the uh, IndyCar grid. You have the veterans that have been there, like Seb, Kanan, Dixon, uh, Power. And then you have your American rookies like Herta. Then you have European guys. Uh, your European rookies, which would be like me, Rosenquist, and Erickson. And, and you know, it's going to be an interesting, uh, diverse grid. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, Santino, I want to ask you about all these different cars that you race. I want to start with the differences. You touched on it a little bit, but the, the technical differences a little bit about the cars, like starting with F1 to IndyCar. Uh, talk about the differences between those cars. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to compare an F1 to an Indy car. I mean, there's nothing, there's really nothing the same other than the cars have telemetry, which is the live data feed. I mean, you're more, you're more apt to compare the Formula 2 car to the Indy car if you just add 200 horsepower and a little bit of a bigger tire, just because the way that the series is set up, it's a lot more spec. Uh, the F1 car, I mean, you have everything that you, you build that car completely custom, team by team. Every chassis is custom built by and in house by these teams. Every body panel, everything is custom built, and you have that's where you have your two hundred million dollars worth of uh, research and development that are going into these cars. Yeah. So, and Indy IndyCar, I mean, they're all made by Delara, just like F two and GP three and F three, and you know they have fantastic power plants. You know, we have a Honda behind us this year, and it, it just doing that, you, you make the series more driver elevated. When you're in Formula One, you're more engineering. I mean, if you're not in, let's face it, if you're not in Mercedes or a Ferrari, what are your chances of winning a race? I yeah. mean, there <laughs> you need some big things to happen. But you know, that's why F1 is separate to everybody else. I mean, that's why F1 is its own show, and that's where you see crazy things happen and crazy things being built. And you can never take that away from F1. So, but I mean, IndyCar, it's it's like F2, like GP3, like F3. It's much more driver oriented, you know, and the technical aspects are a lot more numbed down. I mean, you have spec dampers uh, in most of those categories. IndyCar is actually one of the only free realms that you have. It's, you can develop your own damper systems, which, you know, it's harder to do on a little team, but it's possible. I mean, you buy all your own brakes from the same company. You buy all your own body panels from the same company. You know, everything that's aero fitted to the car. Once uh, IndyCar got rid of the aero kits back in, uh, I believe, 2017, everything had to become a lot more spec. They take a lot of the technical aspect out of it, a lot of the budget back out of it, which is good for the series. You know, and, uh, that's your difference. I got to ask you something about the cars and your experience. Listening to you talk, you obviously have a, a huge depth of, of knowledge about all this, but earlier in the show, we were talking about Daniel Ricciardo coming from a world championship team like uh, Red Bull and then going to Renault, who's, you know, Renault's obviously a huge company now, but uh, that he's the team he's with, but... But him bringing that information, what about you coming from the pinnacle, coming from the time you spent in F1 with Haas and that information, what about bringing that to an IndyCar team? Is there, is there some of that knowledge or, just, or maybe just the, the experience dealing with engineers at that level? How does that, has that helped you? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's where me and Seb actually get along. Because Seb has a year and a half, two years of experience, if not, and, and just in Formula One alone. And, you know, they were still developing the same thing that they're developing now. And that's where me and Seb can relate, and we could talk about what we had that we could build in the Formula One cars personally to us, you know, and develop on our own ground and what we can learn from that and help our engineers here. You know, obviously here everything's a little bit more numbed down to that respect, but as far as damper changes go and the way that you react with setup in IndyCar, it's so much more helpful to have that F1 knowledge just because uh, even Marcus will know because Marcus has the, the feeling of the Formula One car and he understands you know, what it takes to get a car to get going a little bit quicker and that, that free realm to make that happen. And obviously teams can say yes or no that we can or can't do that because of rules, but it, it does it does help. It does have its benefits. Plus, working with the data and telemetry, you understand it a lot more because you have a lot of wealth of information to take in in a Formula One car. I mean, there's millions of channels. I mean, you're, to be honest with you, if you, you moved in the seat the wrong way, they could tell you about it. <laughs> and here, you come back you come back to IndyCar and, you know, you have a lot less to look at and it's a lot easier for your mind. So you can really go in depth about uh, more specific things. Well, hey, Santino, can you stick with us through the break? We're just going to do a quick two-minute break. Yeah, of course. Awesome. We want to hear more about this. I want to ask you some uh, predictions for F1 and IndyCar and everything else when we get back. Are you listening to Speed City? We're in Austin, Texas, and live with Santino Ferrucci. And we're back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. Talk 1370. Hey, this is Gary Garloff. I ride the number 31 Yamalu Graves Yamaha, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. We have Santino Ferrucci live on the line. And Jonathan, you got another question for Santino. Yeah, Santino, um, i got a question. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, it's a whole new year, a great opportunity, a great teammate, great team. Uh, what are you looking forward to in terms of where you're going to race? Because you haven't really raced that much in America. When you come and race in America, like at Cody, you just you took, you took that uh, Trofeo race by storm. So where are you looking forward <laughs> to racing and where do you think you'll be strong? I mean, to be honest with you, I'm really looking forward to racing uh, street courses, and, and Coda, and to be honest with you, Indy's going to be my first ever oval 
and my first ever oval race in anything, and uh, I can't be more excited to go hit the 500. So, um, you know, it's a whole new experience for me. Everyone I've ever talked to says that once you race an oval, there's no going back. I mean, it's just the pure fun and joy of doing it is uh, something that sucks you in. So uh, I'm waiting for that experience. Are you going to test an oval before you go on the 500? Yeah, so I tested Texas Motor Speedway back in October last year, okay. and I'll be at the uh, Indy, uh, Indy Oval Test April 24th with a bunch of other teams. So at least I'll be able to right. you know, get a feel for the Speedway before we get racing. All right, we want you on the show on April 25th or whatever <laughs> the nearest Sunday is then, because I want to hear all about that. Now, listen, you always have something with your overalls or your helmet, something to do with some superheroes, Marvel. Have you got what's, – what's the look this year? Oh, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, if you saw our suits this year, I mean, they're tribal, they're they're crazy, they're all, all silvery and, you know, a bunch of designs, and that's for our title sponsor, David German. You know, working with them is uh, something completely new. It's something awesome. Uh, very much enjoy working with their brand. The helmet, wait till you see the helmet I have coming for Texas. <laughs> I, I could have right. gone more American than that. <laughs> the hashtag on the helmet is going to be America. Hands down. Okay, That's baby. <laughs> I think oh, the, we better get a shop. We better get a venue then to sell those helmets. <laughs> I think the that first time good. the first time I saw a picture of you, Santino, Jonathan was down in Toyota at the I mean down at the New Zealand Toyota Racing Series, and he sent me a picture. Just texted to me and said, "Check out this kid from America." And it was a Captain America suit. I think that's the very first time I ever saw a picture of you. Oh, that was Gustavo Menezes. That was my friend. Oh, that was okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about. No, yeah, no. he did the Captain yeah, yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, Gustavo had the suit. Oh, no, you I, had the I'm helmet. Oh, that's the Superman. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, what a good guy. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we had both of them at Cow. He had the suit, and then uh, I had yeah, the he had the Superman helmet. Yeah. Oh, that, awesome. okay. So I had the wrong venue and the wrong driver. I was close. At least they're, 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 they're both Americans. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, hey, um, so let's talk about Austin here. We are here in Austin, and we are just yeah. com- blown away the fact that Indy finally is coming here, right? But, but what about the, the rest of the, the people in, in Indy? I mean, guys, everybody is excited as we are. Is everybody excited about coming to, to Austin, the city, and all the food and the music and everything else? What about all that? Oh, man. I mean, I was, when I was out there, me and Seb, we got to walk around and enjoy the city. And it's kind of funny. Seb's never really been to Austin. So I was like, I'm the tour guide here. This is great. <laughs> I've been here so many times. You know, this Austin's probably one of my favorite cities in the country. You know, just because just the atmosphere. I mean, the people are so nice. The atmosphere of the city is so great, especially around race weekend. You know, I feel like it's one of the few cities that gets super energetic about a race. I mean, having traveled around with Formula One and other series and stuff like that, there's very few cities that are full in, in full race mode. You know, That's even awesome. Monaco doesn't get as crazy as Austin does, which is, is so, like, mind-blowing you know monaco gets crazy with both but when you go into the city you know it's kind of like just normal everyday life is going on there i mean austin you go into the city downtown i mean there's f1 jerseys everywhere people you know i, I could barely walk around just seeing me but people come up and say you're the american driver i'm like yeah i know <laughs> and we, you know take pictures hang out and have a great time <laughs> you know it's stuff like that that you know i'm really hoping that indycar can pull off in austin Man, that is so. so great for you to say that. You know, being here, we're, we're kind of insulated. You know, we Jonathan travels all around, and and but it, that is amazing to hear you say that because 
you know, it's taken us a while. Austin's now, we are a, a speed city as, as a name, but, but we are, a, you know, getting enthusiastic about all the races. And I think that IndyCar is going to be a home run. And I just, I can't wait. And, and, and Jonathan, you got one more for, for Santino. We're almost out of time. Yeah, I want to get a prediction. Um, he's he's a, a study of his sport. I know that. Give me a prediction for F1 <laughs> and why, and give me a prediction for Indy and why in terms of champions. Oh, man. You know, I, I always go with Hamilton because he's my favorite. You know, I, someone that I've met in my years passing through the series ranks, and I, you know, I like his dedication. I like his work ethic, and, you know, I like everything about him. So, you know, I'm pulling for, I'm pulling for him. And uh, for Indy, man, I'd love to see myself in the top five of this championship this year. So as far as champion, never know. I mean, Dixon could get his, uh, what would it be, sixth? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rossi's going to be a heck of a contender. So power, you know, all those guys that are always up at the front. But, you know, I want to be right up there with them fighting, fighting for those trophies. Well, Santino, I said it earlier, and it's true. It is that you are fast. There's no doubt about it. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really fun to watch you this year. And uh, come back, kid, as, uh, you know, from, from last year. And, uh, and we're going to be rooting for you. And uh, really excited to see you when you come here to Austin in, uh, what is it, three weeks now. I know. Time's not moving fast enough. All right. Well, Santino Ferrucci, yeah. thank, you for, thank you for coming on Speed City again. And we will grab you when you, uh, when you come to Austin. Sounds good, Les. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you guys so much for your time. All right. Thanks. Hey, good luck, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Yeah, Jonathan, it's going to be so much fun to watch him this year after what he went through in his career. You know, uh, you yeah, know, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a half, I'm a glass half full guy. You know, uh, like you said, you know, he's made his mistakes and they were bad ones, but you know, I, he's got a chance. And like you say, he is fast. He's a very good racing driver. He's proved that time and time again. And let's face it, we we are saps. We want an American to be successful. We want American races. And look at Alex Rossi. Look how look how he's turned to add to be gold. You know, he yeah. really is. And I think he's going to be if, if him and Dixon have to be the favorites. I'm surprised he didn't put his own teammate Sebastian Bourdais because I reckon Sebastian's on on online on to be right up there with him this year. Yeah. Well, hey, let's try to wrap up the rest of the F1 discussion like we talked about. You know, we didn't touch on Racing Point, Alfa Romeo, Williams, and Toro Rosso. Williams, obviously, with their struggles big time. Uh, Robert Kubica, he, he said something that was really fascinating to me. And, and he said, it wasn't last week or it was maybe leading up to last week. He said, if I don't match where I left off when I left Formula One the first time, then this is not a success. And seeing what he's done in his post-crash career, how successful he's been in a wheelchair. Uh, I don't doubt it that that's exactly how he feels. But that is another going to be a fascinating story to watch. But what about the others? We've got Kimi at Alfa Romero, you know, Lance Stroll and Racing Point and all those stories with Sergio Perez, Toro Rosso. What are those, of those teams, anything fascinating to you, Jonathan? Yeah, I mean, going back to Kubica's quickly, uh, he, he's got a mountain to climb. George Russell's brand new. Uh, I don't think he's even shaved yet, George Russell. That's <laughs> how young he is. Um, but um, it's going to be tough. I mean, Williams weren't at the first test. I, like, again, I, I like to look at the pairings. A Alexander Alban and Daniel Kvyat, tough job. Again, another wet behind the ears. Alban, Kvyat coming back. How quick can he be? But the one that really interests me is Kimi Raikkonen and Antonio Giovinazzi at the new Alfa Romeo 
uh, racing team or what was effectively Sauber because you've got a, you know, a, a multiple world champion against a complete rookie. But I think where if you want a comparison, compare Alfa Romeo racing to Haas because they're both fighting for the attention of Ferrari and they both want to keep that relationship strong. But Alfa Romeo could overtake now Haas as the golden boys of Ferrari number two. Uh, bite your tongue, don't say it. No, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and it could easily be, and how could I argue with Kimi Raikkonen having some some more success? That would be awesome. Um, I, I want to... It's going to be a strong team, honestly. I really do. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Kimi obviously was fast, right? We know that. It was and still is. And, you know, with the team, with the with the money of Alfa Romeo and everything, who knows? They, I think everybody said it. Everybody who's watched race the uh, the testing, the preseason testing, is saying that the whole field, for the that whole midfield looks really strong. And, and who knows? Maybe it's Alfa Romeo that's ahead of Haas and Renault and, and McLaren. I mean, I, I think all of that could happen. Well, Jonathan, we're out of time, buddy. Let's... Uh, Let's wrap it up. I'm so excited to have you back in Austin next week and back on the show. We're ready for IndyCar. Go to your, go to circuit.com and get your IndyCar tickets. And, of course, coming up, we're going to Formula One season. We're going to be doing our pre- and post-race shows. Check out our website, Speed City Broadcast, for all the details. And we will talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.